Welcome to Campus Connection, a podcast dedicated to connecting with one another. You can find us on Spotify and YouTube, and you may contact us by writing in the comment section or writing to us at podcast.mccollege.edu. We would love to hear your positive feedback and your thoughts on any future topics you would like to hear. I am your host, Giovanni Mayorga, and we are recording from our 203 North LaSalle campus in downtown Chicago. I've had the opportunity to be on live television a couple of times and on recorded programs other times. First time I was on live television, I was at the NBC Telemundo Studios here in downtown Chicago to do a segment on at-home fitness. At the time, I was fitness director for a YMCA in the south side of Chicago on 26th and Western. And when I first went on live, I, I, I was like a deer in the headlights. Um, my eyes were wide as saucers, and I must have looked ridiculous that the producers uh, of the news segment uh, just played random physical activity video over uh, my, my live feed, although they can obviously still hear my voice. Um, so, and, and during the demonstration that I was doing of the activity that I was showing, I had strapped a rubber tubing uh, to my ankle because I think you can either strap to your ankle or step on it. So I had strapped it to my ankle and then when I pulled it, you know, it, it, it snapped off. Um, so it was not only funny, but also embarrassing at the same time. So today I'll be speaking with one of my colleagues who has experience being a television producer, and we'll talk a little bit about that. Her name is Shaudi Martinez. All right, so welcome, Shaudi, to the podcast. Really excited that you're here today. How are you feeling? Thank you, Gio. I'm so excited. My first podcast ever. Wonderful. Looking forward to it. It's great that you're here. You have such an interesting story, uh, not only personally, but also professionally that I'm really intrigued by. So why don't we start by uh, letting people know you're obviously one of our staff members here and what you started doing and what are you doing now? Yes, sure. Well, I came to MCC as a student in 2018. Uh, I was trying to finalize my um, ESL program. And then um, the MCC, MCC started their business program. It was the first time they offered that. And I say, OK, I'm going to take the chance and I'm going to do it. So I did my uh, associate in business. Then I continue and I did my associate in marketing. I was lucky enough and I started working here too uh, in the externship department like two years ago. Yeah, a little bit more. Uh, but now, fortunately, I'm the International Student Services Coordinator, which is, I don't know, like it was meant to be because I was an international student, and now I'm not an international student anymore, but I, I had the experience to now help students. So it's like a full circle. That's, that's great, and that's wonderful. On our first episode, I interviewed Jessica Kareem, who also has an interesting story. 
um, because she obviously came from uh, Germany. You're coming from Venezuela. Correct. How did you make that decision to say, I want to learn English, I want to travel to a different country, and how you ended up here at MCC? Yeah. Well, I was studying English uh, back home, but it is not the same when you learn a uh, new language in a foreign country where you cannot practice how to speak properly. So I decided to come because I wanted uh, new opportunities in my job. I wanted to grow, and I said, it's time. I'm going to do that. Um, well, I cannot lie. Also, in my country, we lived a very difficult political crisis. And then, okay, just to look for another opportunities, I say, okay, it's now or never. So I decided to, came to, to come to the United States. And I was looking for uh, courses, English courses for ESL. And one of the, the companies that brought my attention, it was um, EF. And because they offer a course for plus 25 years old. So I said, like, I don't want to be with teenagers, like, because I don't know English enough. Like, I don't want to be ashamed, to be honest, in front of a teenager. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I tried to, to uh, find a course that offer uh, English for adults. So the only opportunity that they have, it was here in Chicago. And I didn't know anything about this city. <laughs> and I said, well, but I'm going to take the chance. So that's why I came, just to to learn English properly or to complete my, my initial studies in, in English. Uh, but then, as I told you, well, I started in, EA, in EF and then I moved to another school. But then I came to, to MCC. And when MCC opened that business program, I said, okay, I had a background in marketing and communications. I studied that career in, in back in Venezuela. So yeah, I was all related to journalism, marketing, communications, et cetera, et cetera. And I said, okay, business is maybe a compliment that, that I need. And then I did the marketing ones and yeah, that's why I came to, to Chicago nice. specifically. Now, I spoke in, in the introduction, I spoke about, uh, I've, I've been lucky, fortunate to, to have been on live television a couple times. Yeah. One of the times with, uh, with was at uh, Telemundo or mm -hmm. NBC Studios, Telemundo, Chicago. And it was the first time I had been on television. And I, I, after that, I've been on television other times. But you actually worked as a producer in television tell me a little bit about or tell the listeners a little bit about that experience yeah this what, is what what <laughs> the, what does a producer do this is like my passion i mean i think i'm born being a producer because being a producer is like to solve problems mm -hmm. and yes i'm a problem solving person um I started my professional career being an assistant producer in, in the cinema industry back in Venezuela. That was amazing. I mean, the teamwork that you've seen in a production like that is, is amazing. It's, it's my passion. 
So then I moved to TV, and I was a producer for, um, it was a sport channel. So I was a producer of many sport programs, like, the first one, it was like exercise in the morning, like a magazine. But then I moved to baseball. That was amazing. I was a um, producer for life. Uh, uh, I mean, yeah, I was in the, in the stadium all the time, like 64 games in a, in a season. So um, that was amazing. And then I did like motocross and so many things <laughs> but when you're a producer you can produce whatever you want um it's, it's you have to be very organized you have to be a problem solver of course but also you have to see everything like in 360 mm-hmm. because and also you have to have like your radio of, of action you cannot limit your action to to something because you have to solve issues you have to make that things happen at the time that they have to happen mm-hmm. uh, but also you are like the link with all the departments and all all the people involved in in a team so this is what i am this is what defined me i mean i'm a producer in my veins <laughs> yes uh, in my heart and in my mind i i always have that mentality yeah, is that something that you still do anywhere in a part-time or do you do anything um, that can keep you tied to? Well, every time I plan an event, for example, for mm-hmm. students, this is, uh, I'm producing the event. Correct. Because you have to plan everything and you have to work with different departments, with different people. So I see everything as I'm a <laughs> producer of, of my life. Because it's for everything. Since you plan a budget to, I don't know, buy mm-hmm. an apartment, buy a car, whatever, you have to have that mentality that you are a planner and you are a doer too. I mean, that's what I find so interesting that you had this wonderful life, <laughs> or seemingly wonderful life <laughs> as a producer, uh, and then you you decide, hey, I want to go study in the United States. It, it, did you have family here? How is that story in terms mm-hmm. of coming to Chicago, knowing or not knowing people, and how you found yourself uh, in Chicago once you got here? Yeah. Well, after I was a producer, I changed my career to a corporate area. And I was more a consultant, and I work in PR. So I was planning a lot of events. And then there was when I thought, okay, if I want to go further and to be, I don't know, a manager or whatever, I have to brought something else. So maybe the language is gonna open this space for me. So that's why I decided to come. But I was planning to come just for a while. <laughs> and yeah, just to complete my ESL program and then go back to my, my country. But as I told you at the beginning, in Venezuela, we suffer a mm-hmm. very dramatic political crisis, economical crisis. So once I was here, I said, if I'm going back, what I'm going to do? 
there is, I mean, I was aspiring to a better job, but there are no jobs anymore. I mean, we are fighting there for, for food, for basic resources. So uh, I think this is not the time to, to go back yet. So that's why I decided to stay here and study something else. To, I mean, I'm, I was not going to stay in the same like level. I just want to grow while I was here. That's why I studied these two associates that I thought that would bring me more um, opportunities here or somewhere else. So yeah, I came at the beginning uh, alone and I didn't know anybody here in Chicago, but I made a lot of good friends because that's the good thing that, I mean, this is a unique kind of opportunity that an ESL program brings you. You can connect with people that you never imagined you, you will connect from all over the world. So I, in fact, right now, I keep in touch with friends that I met in, in that ESL program, and they are from Turkmenistan, Serbia, mm -hmm. Colombia, that is our neighbor uh, down in South America, but I didn't know anybody from there. And yeah, so although I was alone at the beginning, I didn't feel alone anymore because they became my family here. But also I had the, I was fortu fortunate, um, oh. Yes. I was lucky enough that then my sister came, my mom came, so okay. now we are reunited here. Oh, so now they are here. Well, that's wonderful. Yes, yes. This is, it was not easy, but finally they are here and I'm super happy because the Absolutely. first two, three years were, were really hard. When you feel alone, when you are an international student and you are really alone in another country, it, you struggle well with the culture, new culture, new costumes, uh, the language. Um, it is hard, but although we feel alone at the beginning, I mean there there are plenty of people that helps you in your in your path that you will never feel alone again because there is. I call them angels, <laughs> little angels mm -hmm. that help you everywhere. When you are more needed, they are, they are there. So it is a matter to adapt yourself to the new city, to the new um, uh, country where you're living, and everything is going to be okay, I guess. This is yeah. like the main message. Like, don't be afraid. Is, is there a large community of Venezuelans uh, aside from... The recent people that have arrived. Yeah. Is, is there a large community of Venezuelans? Well, when I arrived, we were like 300, something like that. Uh, but now we are thousands. Oh, nice. Yes, it's a huge community. Yeah. Also, I met Venezuelans here during my ESL program, mostly, okay. but from different states. Sure. That I never... I mean, when I was living in, in Venezuela, I... I'm from Caracas, mm -hmm. from the capital, and I was there. I mean, no reason to Just go to go another anywhere. state. Right. Just for, for work. Mm -hmm. I travel a lot for work, but I was there, worked, and came back. But now here, I have friends from Los Andes, Oriente, I mean, from different regions that I was like, okay, if 
if we were not here in Chicago, I will never meet you. Right, right. So what advice, because now obviously you're working with the, with the international students here at MCC. Yes. And I'm sure you still have friends and connections back in Venezuela, which potentially will hear this podcast that we're recording today. What message would you have to people in, back in Venezuela who are thinking of traveling to the United States, coming to Chicago? What message would you would you give them? I think the message will apply to everybody, not just for my Venezuelans, my Venezuelan people. Um, and it's... I was I start saying that a little before of this question. If you want to do it, just do it. Just do it because there are no reasons um, that can limit not just your dreams. I mean, if it's a dream, of course, dreams can come true and you have to work for that. But you will never regret to do or to have an experience like this one. Not just because you are going to achieve a language, not just because you're going to achieve a diploma or certificate. It's about the experience. I mean, I grew up. I right. mean, I'm a totally different person now than before I, before I was in Venezuela. 2014, it was my, my second, third chance. I don't know which chance, but... I'm a totally different person because, yeah, living alone or having these friends from Korea, from, I don't know. I mean, mm -hmm. you're in contact with so many different experiences that that will never happen around your neighborhood, mm -hmm. in your town. It, this, is another, this is another thing. It's an experience if you want to do that for one year, for two months, for three months. It doesn't matter. Do it. Do it. Come to the United States, learn a language or learn a new skills. And then when you go back to your country, you're going to be a different person. I mean, the experience is unique. Yeah, I as well. I, I, I was born here in Chicago, but I grew up in Guatemala, Guatemala, mm -hmm. in la ciudad de Guatemala. And I, I, I studied there a few years until I, you know, I came to the United States when I was nine, ten years old after living in Guatemala. And some of the things that I that I remember aside, you know, I've mentioned a lot in the podcast that I grew up playing soccer. I also grew up uh, in the core in the church choir mm -hmm. and my school choir. Um, I attended a Catholic private um, school, elementary school in Guatemala. And 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 I remember and and I think I told I told you the story where uh, it was, I believe it was third grade, um, and at the time, I can't remember the year, but uh, Pope John Paul II, I believe, oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, came to Guatemala, and it was a huge deal, of course, and every college mm -hmm. um, school in Guatemala was sending their choir you know, to sing for the Pope and sing during Mass and all that stuff. That was an honor. It was a huge yeah. honor, and and when my school my my school choir was deciding who they were going to send, I was one of the last ones that they didn't pick. So <laughs> <laughs> it, it, I still remember that, and I'm not happy about it. Yeah. Uh, but you also grew up, or and and, and you took up uh, 
you know, singing and choir. Tell tell the listeners a little bit about that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, when I was in college, um, I studied in the uh, Universidad Católica Andrés Bello. This is a huge honor. We love our university. And then a friend of mine, I mean, when I grew up in elementary school, uh, I did everything that, that I can. I dance like for 11 years. I sing, I play instruments like guitar, cuatro, whatever. Whatever they had like an activity, extra activity mm -hmm. after school, I, I did everything. Uh, craft, yeah, I did everything. But then when I was in, in college, uh, a friend of mine, she loved to sing. We studied together all high school and then we decided to study the same career, which was like social communication. I mean, it could be like with different names, like broadcasting, um, journalism. I, uh, my area was uh, audiovisual arts. But then the first three years we were together because it's like basic the foundation for all the career and then the last two years you choose your your specific area so i choose audiovisual arts and she chose um journalism mm -hmm. so we split at that time but the first year she said there is a choir so i'm gonna go i'm gonna have the audition and i'm gonna go there and i was super attached to her like Okay, me too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I didn't know if I was good singer or whatever. I was just like, okay, if you're going, you, I'm going to do that too. At the end of the day, I did the audition. They took me, la, la, la. We were singing. La. But then I felt passion for that. And I was good. So good. <laughs> Not anymore. I have to practice. But I was the soloist that in that yeah, it's a huge honor and i was like oh my god i can't do it and yeah i i think like for four or five years and then we we start a group uh and we sing uh, in churches like for weddings and yeah it was an amazing period of my life I love to sing. And then it was something like more professional. I, I did like, um, how do you call that? It's, it's choir too, like singles or these catchy phrases like uh, the brands had. Like, like jingles? Jingles, yeah, jingles, yeah. jingles. Mm -hmm. I did that. And yeah, it was like the choir for singers. I don't know. It was like a pro. <laughs> Nice. But this is a muscle that you have to, I mean, you have, you have to, to practice. practice, like to yeah. go to the gym. Yeah, you have to sink every day to improve. So when I came here, yeah, I used to stop a little bit. So you should pick it up again. Just karaoke. A lot of work. A lot of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of weddings here. Right now, just karaoke. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's okay. I'm always thinking like I should join a, a group, like a cappella group, because I love the harmonies and things like that. But I... Like yeah. uh, pentatonics, have you heard of them? Well, <laughs> yes, yeah, I, they're coming here. I heard. Yes, yes, yeah. they're they're amazing. Well, they're always here, but yeah, 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 they're amazing. But I'm very musical. I have like two tattoos related to music. Is that right? Yes, <laughs> and yeah, I love music. I love concerts. I love classical music. I love everything related to music. I can cry if I on command. Listening. 
I mean, no, I mean, if I listen in, a, I'm not an actress. <laughs> I just, if I listen in a good song, it's like, I, I'm very emotional with music. So, okay. yeah, I, I love music. You also like um, cooking and cooking shows? <gasps> yes. <laughs> How's that? What, what type of cooking shows are out there? Yeah, I know the, you know, whatever's advertised on TV, but is that what you watch? I mean, I love every cooking show on TV. I love it because I develop also that skill just practicing by myself. I say, okay, I'm going to cook, but I don't want to cook something regular just to survive, like rice, mm -hmm. beef tech, whatever. But then I start being like super obsessed. Like if it was my birthday, oh, what do you want? Uh, a book of recipes, whatever. I mean, I became obsessive and I start cooking and cooking and cooking and cooking, and cooking, but savory food. I'm pretty bad in, in desserts. I'm not good, but savory food, you will love it. Nice. Yes, yes. And that also is like, it calmed me down. Like if I'm too stressed and if I cook it, it's fine. Okay. It'll be okay. Yeah. Nice. And what are your future plans? I mean, is Chicago somewhere where you like to remain? Do you want to travel to other states in the U.S.? Or what are your future plans? Chicago, I feel Chicago like is my home. I've been, I've been here for nine years. Yeah, next year is going to be my 10th anniversary. So every time I go, I visit another state just for vacations. I try to compare like, okay, let me see what mm -hmm. I can see here or if I feel like I, I can live in another uh, city and at the end of the day it's like oh no 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 let's go yeah. back home let's go back home but when I say let's go back home is let's go back to Chicago. Chicago it's like I used to live in Caracas of course but I feel like Chicago is is my home now and yeah sometimes I feel like kind of sad because you so usually when I say I'm gonna go back home it means Caracas but when I say home now it's Chicago so you never know here in United States things change from minute to minute right so right. I'm always open to new opportunities but so far um, I'm gonna stay here in Chicago And yeah, I'm, I'm kind of also new in this position. So I just want to develop this, this new um, help uh, for students. So yeah, I'm not going anywhere soon. <laughs> nice. Yeah, Chicago is always going to be home. I was born here. Yeah. I have lived in other states. And, and it's, it's, you get the best of everything in Chicago. Yeah. And I spoke again when I spoke to Jessica about the differences between New York and Chicago. I haven't been out to L.A. yet, which is like, I, I want to see what <laughs> what that whole environment in L.A. is mm -hmm. and the community, because there's a, a huge community, probably the largest community of uh, Guatemaltecos, Guatemalans in um, in L.A. Los Angeles. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Los Angeles. So, you know, we'll see. One of these days I'll I'll try. I've been to California um, and to Nevada. Uh, but not really traveled too much into mm -hmm. Los Angeles or San Diego or anything like that. I do want to go to the national parks out there. So, But anyway, we've uh, come to the end of our session today. 
want to thank you for taking the time to be here. It was a lovely conversation, and I hope our listeners got to know you a little bit, a little bit more, and and got some good information uh, that you know some good comments that you made. So I want to thank you. I want to remind our listeners to um, write to us at podcast.mccollege.edu, and we look forward to speaking to you next time. Thank you very much, you. Thank you.